We're going to continue one that we started talking about yesterday because we said we really wanted to get the other side of this conversation. So we're talking about the idea of reinstating or looking into the idea of reinstating student resource officers in schools. Now, this was bring you up to speed, a program that was done away with in 2020. And now there's some conversation about potentially bringing this program back. So there was a report released by Edmonton Public Schools on Wednesday suggesting that most families think this is a good idea. Now, the school board says they have to do a little bit more research to see if this is something that they will bring back. If they do, that will look like something that could happen after the school year starts in the fall. So we wanted to get the perspective of Edmonton Police and talk about what background are these these resource officers bringing into these roles? What is the objective? What do they really do? And how are they funded? So we're going to get into it right now with our guest, who is with the Edmonton Police Service and the Young People Support Branch Inspector Anna Sinclair. Inspector, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, there's a lot of questions about this program. And, you know, I, I would argue, based on the reaction from yesterday's conversation, a lot of support to bring it back. But I think there are some things that are kind of misunderstood about it. So let's just really clarify what it is that these officers are, are intended to do. What is their role when they're in a school system? Absolutely. So first, if you don't mind, I would really like to acknowledge our partnership with our Catholic School Division. Um, the leadership and the collaboration that we have with that partnership it needs to be commended um, for conducting an actual proper thorough review of the program. Um, so the role of the uh, school resource officers in the Edmonton Catholic School Division that we're in right now, we have 14 officers in 17 schools. And we take quite seriously our role and our duty of care to prevent crime and harm to communities, but also to provide a safe learning environment for not only our students, but our school staff. And we also provide a level of positive youth engagement. And that includes all students, including our marginalized um, students who may come from a background where you know, their experiences in other countries might have led them to believe that police uh, may cause harm to them. So mm-hmm. we, we take quite seriously our role to make sure that we have positive school uh, youth engagement. And we also conduct a number of presentations on things like, you know, cyber crimes and online bullying, um, sexual assault consent, um, a number of, pro- of um, sorry, presentations on those types of topics. Okay. So in this, and I'm glad you bring this up because that was one of the concerns was that these these resource officers unfairly targeted marginalized youth that come from these mm. these minority communities, you know, kids of color or members of the LGBTQ plus community, etc. I'm not, probably doing a disservice to not name all of them, but there are quite a few. Mm-hmm. And in this report that was released by Edmonton Public, it suggests that even families that have kids that would fall into those categories do support the reinstatement of this program. But there has been some criticism there. So what do you say about those that say this report was maybe um, looking for the answers that Edmonton Public wanted to mm-hmm. receive about this program and that it wasn't necessarily as fulsome as it could have been? Yeah, I totally agree. I have to say I'm I'm disappointed with the decision to pull school resource officers out of the public schools. I feel like that was a, a reactive, emotional decision. And now we fast forward to the point where uh, the public school um, board has released this this data, which I feel um, is incomplete. I feel it does not involve or speak to what advocacy theory actually states. Hmm. It doesn't include all aspects. Um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna survey the voices of students, then you you need to be prepared to listen to the same voices through the responses, whether they're positive or negative. And from what I have read in the report, the data only. Uh, includes 0.07% of the, the student population targeting those marginalized students. And 
you know, that's disappointing. I feel like if you're going to have a fulsome report, it needs to be non-biased, just like the Catholic School Division did. And with that, I have to say, a number of recommendations came out of, of the Catholic School Division's study, which included police, staff, parents, um, right? That's not what the public school division's data included. So um, once we received the recommendations from our Catholic school division, we sat down with the leadership team there and we went through line by line all of the recommendations and had a really thorough conversation about what we can and can't do and and how we can actually come to some um, improvements, which we have since implemented. And so what are some of those improvements? There was a lot of conversation yesterday on the show talking about certain training that must be involved for someone to take this SRO role on, de-escalation training, bias training, so Mm -hmm. many different facets that I think would equip somebody properly for this role. What do you think that person needs to come in with so that they're armed to protect students? Yeah, so we look at a lot of um, different factors, and again, we worked alongside our, our Catholic school division to come up with um, how we want to make sure we have a, a proper selection process to, to um, choose our officers. We, in my branch, it's Young People Support Branch, we have a number of programs, and I am quite passionate about equity, diversity, and inclusion, and, and making sure that we actually select people that represent the folks that we serve. Um, we make sure that our, our uh, officers are well-rounded. We also provide them training. We do, like just this year, we've done um, some LGBTQ2S plus allyship training. Um, we look at emergent is- emerging issues. We do trauma-informed training. Um, we've provided them with a 20-hour um, training session called The Brain Story that teaches about adverse childhood experiences and how to deal with, uh, you know, youth that have, that come to school with a level of trauma and how Mm. um, to respond to that. We do single officer response training, cyber crimes training, online bullying training. Um, Again, if there's further training or further uh, requirements that the public school board or our Edmonton Catholic School Division partners want to see with our SROs, I'm happy to sit down and having and have those meaningful conversations with them. Inspector, do um, does the EPS have the resources available or does Edmonton Public have the resources available to institute an SRO back now into junior highs and high schools in the public school division? Sorry, can you repeat that? I missed part of your question. Do you have are the resources available? There was there were some questions about how to fund this. Are the resources there so that we could just simply implement this program back? No, I have to say, so over the last three years of having to uh, figure out transition and, and find areas to move my officers to, we've developed programs in partnership with the YMCA, BCU Biggs, UCAN Youth Services, and a number of other partners, um, Bent Arrow, just to name a few, where our officers are now are now embedded in um, areas like we have a uh, unit called 180, Diversion First, Y50. So our, our youth-focused officers are already doing other types of work and would not be able to just simply go back into the school division. And then other resources, we, I mean, we did a, a bunch of uh, resource allocation exercises to figure out what the priorities are in the city. And some of those things include transit safety and our uh, Healthy Streets Operations Centre that was that had to be staffed. So finding sworn police officers now that have a level of experience that they could just simply walk into a school resource, resource officer role would be, I don't know, I, I feel like it would be at least a three to five year plan to try to... Um, find full-time employees positions to to fund that. 
And I get that it's funded, like right now our Catholic school division funds half of our SRL um, program and EPS pays for the other half, as was the agreement with the public school um, board. But even even with that funding, it's not the funding's not the issue. The people is the issue. Uh, it was so great to get the perspective from the other side of the conversation as we had it yesterday. So now getting the perspective from Edmonton Police Service on this SRO program and what it could really look like. So implementation sounds like it could take a, a while to get off the ground. Do you feel that the positives outweigh the negatives and that this is something we should move forward on reinstigating? Absolutely. I have to say, you know, schools don't look like they did 20 or 30 years ago and, and neither does policing. Policing is not the same. Our branch sits in Community Safety and Wellbeing Bureau, and we we strongly um, take a trauma-informed, relationship-focused approach to dealing with all of our vulnerable folks and marginalized folks in the, in the community. Um, I think the impact of the decision, unfortunately, it, it negatively impacts our students, and the long-term effects may not be known for quite some time. Inspector, thank you so much for sharing this side of the conversation with us today and making the time. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Of course. Take care. You too. That's Inspector Anna Sinclair with the EPS Young People Support Branch. And uh, yes, this is a piggyback conversation to the one that we had yesterday on this same topic, talking about school resource officers. And, uh, you know, we got the perspective yesterday from a former school board trustee who was quite critical of this program and the way that it's been looked into. And now today we wanted to offer the other side of this equation and get the perspective from EPS and answer some of those questions that you brought to us yesterday, Chad Nation. So what does it cost? Can we even implement this? Should we implement this? Uh, So hopefully that answered some of your questions.